Viktor Frankl said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Stay tuned for the next hour as Sue explores the human psyche, what makes us tick and how to live better, more fulfilled and more meaningful lives. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human. And my guests today are Mr. Tom Johnson and Mr. Mandla Mpofu. I am incredibly excited to have both of them as my guests. And you'll hear why. They've got both got such good stories to tell. And the response so far of everyone knowing that they're coming on the show has been amazing. And Mandla, you are very, very well known by lots of people. And Mr. Johnson, you are also and respected. Now, our topic is determination to succeed. And that is something that we go, are going to explore. Now, Mandla, if we can start with you, you know, to move forward, we really need courage. And courage comes from the French word cour, which means heart. So you have obviously got a very strong heart and a will to succeed because you have great courage. Tell me about, you came from Zimbabwe initially, is that right? Yes, that's right. And at what age did you decide to come to South Africa? Uh, I came here in 2010, um, so which means if I suffered nicely from 1977 to 2010 is about 19-20-something years. Did you mm. deliberately want to leave Zimbabwe to come to South Africa? Uh, actually, I didn't want to leave Zimbabwe. I left Zimbabwe because of the situation there, the economy. And then, so I had to come to South Africa. Okay. And when you came here, you started, um, you, you, you joined a security firm. Is that right? Yes. I was at Stallion Security. Uh, I joined Stallion Security in, 2015, late 2015. And you were posted to? My first job with Stalin Security. I was one of the lucky ones. I was posted at King David. Okay. I worked for Stalin for five years. Okay. Yes. And then Mr. Johnson, Tom. Tom's good. Going to you. And a very good morning to you. <laughs> good morning to you. Absolute pleasure to be with you. And it's such a pleasure to have you here. Now, tell me about your journey. You didn't come from Zimbabwe, although I think you came via Zimbabwe, but uh, at the Rhodesia at the time. But actually, you came from, you are a Liverpool fan. Why are you a Liverpool fan? <laughs> I was born there. Yeah. <laughs> I was born there. A considerable time back in the, in, in, in an industrial, large industrial port city in the northwest of England. Um, which is typical of a, a mix of uh, Irish, English, Welsh contingent over the time, and that, and that underlies the, uh, the the family background indeed. Um, I have a sister who is retired with a husband in Somerset uh, in the in the UK. My both my parents are still going very very strong. And how old are your parents now? My mother is ninety five. Yeah. My father is ninety nine. 
Gosh, God, it's, it's unbelievable. We've got two two nonagenarians, as they call <laughs> them. It's it's, it's quite a, a unique uh, a feat, and they obviously have been married for a long time. It's well over seventy years, and it's a testimony to just the the endearing love that they have for each other, the the care that obviously has got to go into that. And, and the negotiation, the, the, the soft shoe footing around marriage to make it last for, for that period of time. Wonderful. Uh, and and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them in a couple of weeks' time in the Sukkot period. I will be going over to, to see them. During Sukkot. During Sukkot. Very, very mm. active people. My mother is a confectioner and she makes fresh bread absolutely every single day at home. Mm. They're both involved in gardening. And uh, my father is still driving a car. And when I arrive there, he will meet me at the train station in the city centre and drive me back. To- and do you feel safe when he's driving? You get a bit of a rush, I'll be honest with you. It's a bit tense when you're in the passenger seat. You tend to be looking for the extra foot brake on the floor. Oh, sure. Now, what I would like to say is that Mr. Tom Johnson is actually vice head, vice principal of King David High School, Linksfield. And Mr. Mandla Mapofu is uh, started as a security guard, but worked his way up. To, what did you work your way up to, Mandla? Could you tell us that? Yeah, now I'm a student controller right. at King David. Okay, a student controller is someone who looks after the children and taking care of the of the school. Uh, what is happening is that uh, first of all, I check whether they are dressed correctly in the correct uniform, and uh, I do the absentees. Uh, I check who's in and who's absent. Ah. And uh, the other thing, we have gotten we receive new students. I welcome them, and then uh, so that they be uh, become comfortable with the school. I welcome them. I show them the place because our school is too big. Mm. So, mm. so that they don't get lost. You know, when they get lost, they waste time roaming around looking for the classes. I'm Absolutely. there for them, looking after them. And the other thing, I go out to the outings with them to, to protect them, to look after them. And then I, even in the games, sports games, I go with them. That's fantastic. You know, I've got a, a few messages here from you, for you, from students who have just started high school this year. And the one says, Mandla is amazing since he knows how to be funny but stern at the same time. That's from Mira Khan. <laughs> then I like Mandla because he knows everyone so you never feel left out. That's from Talia Sturmer. Then Mandla is so sweet and friendly, and the way he cares about every child in King David is truly heartwarming. Mm-hmm. That's from Tully Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then this one, so many children absolutely love Mandla. That comes from Tyler Worms. That's true. And then this says Mandla makes sure he knows everyone's name so he can connect with all the king's ki- uh, kids at King David. That's from Kira Furman. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the, so they all say what you say, yeah. actually, that they feel safe when you're around. You That's make true. them feel safe. That's true. That's true. Which is fantastic. Mm. And the one thing, what I make sure that uh, we have banned initiation. So in our school, there is no initiation. So I make sure that they feel comfortable. They feel happy. We gel. We become mm. friends. And on top of that, I balance my job. That's fantastic. Mm. 
And Tom, going to you, I see that Tully Jackson sent me this one. Mr. Johnson is very involved in so many things in our school to make sure that everything goes smoothly. And as you can see, he's very passionate about his job. Now, these are kids who have just started in um, uh, high school. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson. My guests today are Tom Johnson and Mandla Mapofu. And right now you're going to be hearing a short YouTube by uh, Lord Jonathan, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs on education. And then I'd like to get Mr. Johnson, Tom Johnson's uh, opinion on it. My Lords, I too am grateful to the Most Reverend Primate for initiating this debate on a subject vital to the future flourishing of our children and grandchildren. My Lords, allow me to speak personally as a Jew. Something about our faith moves me greatly and goes to the heart of this debate. At the dawn of our people's history, Moses assembled the Israelites on the brink of the Exodus. He did not talk about the long walk to freedom. He didn't speak about the land flowing with milk and honey. Instead, repeatedly, he turned to the far horizon of the future and spoke about the duty of parents to educate their children. He did it again at the end of his life in the famous words, you shall teach these things repeatedly to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk on the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Why this obsession with education that has stayed with us from that day to this? Because to defend a country, you need an army. But to defend a civilization, you need schools. You need education as the conversation between the generations. Whatever the society, the culture, or the faith, we need to teach our children and they theirs what we aspire to and the ideals we were bequeathed by those who came before us. We need to teach them the story of which we and they are a part. And we need to trust them to go further than we did when they come to write their own chapter. We make a grave mistake if we think of education only in terms of knowledge and skills, what the American writer David Brooks calls the resume virtues as opposed to the eulogy virtues. And this is not woolly idealism. It's hard-headed pragmatism. Never has the world changed so fast, and it's getting faster every year. We have no idea what patterns of employment will look like in two, let alone 20 years from now, what skills will be valued and which done instead by artificially intelligent, preternaturally polite robots. We need to give our children an internalized moral satellite navigation system so that they can find their way across the undiscovered country called the future. We need to give them the strongest possible sense of collective responsibility for the common good because we don't know who will be the winners and the losers in the lottery of the global economy, and we need to make sure its blessings are shared. There's too much I and too little we in our culture, and we need to teach our children to care for others, especially for those not like us. We work for all these things in our Jewish schools. 
We give our children confidence in who they are so that they can handle change without fear and keep learning through a lifetime. We teach them to be not just proud Jews, but proud to be English, British, defenders of democratic freedom, and active citizens helping those in need. Schools are about more than what we know and what we can do. They're about who we are and what we must do to help others become what they might be. The world our children will inherit tomorrow is born in the schools we build today. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson. We have got a few uh, messages that have come through. That was Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs talking. He spoke about the schools in England. Well, obviously, we're talking about King David's school in South Africa and as proud South Africans. Um, if you would like to contact us, you may on Telegram 061-895-1019 or you can SMS us on 34519 and we have a few messages that have come through. The one says, I love Mandela, Man- I love Mandela, <laughs> love Daniel. And then um, Mr. Johnson is the best geography teacher, love Daniel Flasher. Oh, <laughs> I remember him. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Okay, Mr. John, Tom Johnson, tell me, what did you agree with the Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs? There? Oh, absolutely, in every way. It was a very, very powerful statement, and I think there's a tremendous amount in there. Um, if I could just pick up on one or two of the uh, the points that were were raised there, the word care came into it. Care to bring about a caring community, a caring individual within that community, and I think that speaks very much to the philosophy uh, of King David, that that we are looking for a philosophy of kindness. We're not looking to do anyone any harm. Is to see the, the, what are the 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 powerful positive sides of any individuals to see the good and the worth in in a particular person so i i would endorse that and that is a philosophy that we go forward with at king david and i think seen in terms of a background of a rise in 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 bullying in schools worldwide uh, I think here's an opportunity to push this forward, to counter that, because it is it is so such a negative force within the schools today, and it need, really does need to be to be dealt dealt with in, in the strongest possible way. Addressed we, every day. We, we mm. have a zero policy of of tolerance towards mm. that kind mm. of thing. Now, going to you, just as an educator, what brought you into education? Because you know, by all the messages that I've got through about you. Um, it shows that you are very passionate about education. I think specifically in terms of the, the subject I teach. I'm, I'm a geography teacher, so to go back a long, long way to, to my own uh, upbringing at, at school. And I think uh, my passion for geography, an understanding of the world, uh, variations, differences, cultures, climates, whatever it was, I was really enthralled with that. I had even a, as a young child? Even as a young child. And it wasn't good enough just to simply read about it. I really did want to experience it, and I wanted to travel. Uh, I had some very, very good role models of teachers, and I think I had good relationships with the teachers, especially in the high school. So everything kind of factored in, um, and I wanted to become 
a geography teacher. So the mold was set at a very, very early age. I didn't really consider too much else. I almost joined the Navy and to become a, a physiotherapist, but uh, that, that <laughs> fell away, and I, I went to Manchester University instead, and, and, and then the thing started to take off from there. And how long have you been at King David? I've been oh. there now for 33 years. Wow. Okay, so mm. I didn't intend to stay for that length of time, but it, it's just the way things have very successfully, very happily turned out at the same time. Wonderful. And what was it that you and Mr. Falconer saw in Mandla that you wanted to encourage to, to actually bring him up and that you realized that he could be a big benefit to the school. Right. Mark Faulkner, I think we got back uh, 2010, I think, at this particular time. It was World Cup year. Um, Mandela very much put his hand up on the gate as a, as a god and became recognized uh, straight away. He had an ability to look at children, not just to pick up a face and a name, but he made a genuine effort to find out about their backgrounds. He knew the parents. He knew where they live. He knew what they were wearing, what they shouldn't be wearing. He was the most honest, genuine character that had great potential. And this was at a time when the school was slightly larger than today. Um, and it was pre-biometric registration time, so... There was a lot of work to be done in terms of, as Mandela correctly said, um, a campus controller. Okay. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson. My guests today are Mandela Mapofo and uh, Tom Johnson. And it's great having you both. And we're talking about the determination to succeed. And Tom was just saying what, what he and Mr. Falconer saw in Mandla that actually helped him succeed. Before we go on with that, I just wanted to say something about the geography that you loved so much, Tom. I got this from Rene Posniak. She said, when I was at the school, Tom was definitely the best-looking male teacher at King David. <laughs> While he's a tough disciplinarian, he was recognized by the students as always being very fair. He's a brilliant geography teacher with a very funny, dry sense of humor. He is definitely one of the staff members that I really miss. Thank you, Rene. So isn't that nice? Yeah, very good. Now, Mandla, so they then approached you. But I know that you got your O-levels in Zimbabwe, is that right? Yes. And you you became a, a substitute maths teacher in Zimbabwe, I believe. Yes. I read an article that was in the, the uh, Jewish report on Mandla's achievements, and uh, I was very excited when I read them. It was written by Myra Langer. And when I saw Mandla next, I asked him if he had come on, on this program because of his story. Because Mandla, you then decided that you were going to educate yourself even further. But initially, you taught quite a few children maths <laughs> as a security guard. <laughs> yes. Uh, what happened, you see, when you're a security guard, you get exposed to a lot of children. They know you, they trust you. So, uh, there were, uh, first of all, I saw one of the child was sitting by the bus stop. I asked, why are you not in the school? What are you doing? He says, I forget to write my homework. I'm writing my homework. And at that time, he, if I remember vividly, he was writing uh, simultaneous equations. 
Right. So I help him so that he can finish fast and go to the school. Then from there, I went again the time when I was inside, the time when I was betting. Instead of just looking around, I was just saying, guys, let's practice maths. <laughs> We're practicing maths. Wow. And uh, truly speaking, the praises that I got from those children and some former students that have gone, they know me, I help them. I love maths. Maths was like my step before the school. Wow, yeah. that's fantastic. So then what actually happened? What made you decide um, to to educate yourself even further? Let's just tell um, whoever would like to know, and I certainly want to know, what made you decide on going to varsity and doing IT? Yeah. Information technology. Okay. One thing, computers. Computers are the future. It's oh, true. And what I realized about the computers, when I was reading, I went to another quote for Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, he says, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Absolutely true. So I had to change my world. I had to change the world of my family because I'm coming from the poverty. So when I went in, I remember one day I was in a meeting with Mr. Johnson, who is my mentor from the day one, and Mr. Falconer. So they gave me an opportunity. Which, what do you want to do? We want you to further your education. What do you want to do? I thought... Twice, thrice. I said computers. Mm. Then I was asked, why not teaching? I answered that question, computers are the future. Did you, were you surprised when, when Mandla said to you, um, computers? When, did you think, Tom, that he was going to say, um, teaching? No, not at all. Uh. Not at all. Um, I think the potential was realized very, very early on that we had a very young, intelligent man. Uh, who was well above guarding status. Mm. And no sooner had we uh, brought him on board into the school, um, <clears throat> we began to develop other skills that uh, were necessary. We, he engaged in a, a level one, two, and three Thank first you. aid course. We encouraged him to take a driver's license to become uh, more mobile out there. And I think the upskilling uh, was was on a broad base, and I think it set the model. It set the, mm. the future policy for the school. Once Mandler had done this, we have attempted to upskill other people who have come in at uh, at, at lower levels of of employment, and try and see the value and the worth in them to bring them right forward. So Mandler's been a role model in many ways. Absolutely, absolutely, and certainly in terms of IT, I think he takes to it with consummate ease. You know, from the installation of a biometric registration unit there, I think he fully understands this. He engages better with the engineers who come across to periodically debug that system than huh? he gives me of the breakdown of what <laughs> it is that's gone wrong. Is that so? Just, Monday, if I can just go back to you said you came from poverty. Was your family, were you, you were the, the youngest sibling, I think, in how many children? Uh, we, we had six siblings. And uh, sorry, I had five siblings. I'm the sixth one, and the last born to my mother. Three older siblings have passed away, 
and you are left with two, I'm left with two siblings, a sister and a brother. And are you a role model to them? Do you feel and to extended family in Zimbabwe? Since I've employed by King David, I've changed the life of my family. In what way? Uh, first of all, in my family, I'm the only one who have got a car. That is a blessing. And then secondly, every month I make sure I send groceries at home. I send food, money to pay rent. And my children are still in Zimbabwe learning there. And I make sure they don't live that life that I had. And are they proud of you? They are very, very, very proud of me. And so what does that do to you? What do you feel when you know that you've made your family proud and that you probably changed their lives and certainly the lives of your children? Definitely I do. Like now, Zimbabwe schools are closed. My son sent me a report of his, of, of his in Form 3. He passed a 7 out of 9. Wow, that's very good. He's taking from the father. Yeah, absolutely. An example. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, Mr. Johnson, going back to you, Tom, tell me what are your aspirations for, for your future for King David? What, what do you see as a, because as Rabbi Sachs was saying, there's so many differences, different ways of teaching now uh, because of technology and, you know, how do you see are the normal school system actually working? Fine, Sue. Just before then, I, I'd just like to say that both Mandela and I drive the same car. It's a Nissan Almira, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not putting a plug in there. So you might ask who is performing better at this particular stage. But, 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 but yes, there, I think there's so much going on by way of challenge and change uh, in, in education today. And I do feel that uh, King David... Embraces it and is up for the task, and uh, certainly in terms of uh, IT. And again, I, I would look back to the the years of of Mark Faulkner, who then began to introduce the IT in terms of laptops and iPads. Uh, unusual at the time. Now it's just second nature that mm-hmm. all members of staff embrace, and it's not just a replacement in terms of um, a, a projector in a classroom. It is a piece of powerful technology which is used uh, in, in, in the field of teaching. Uh, the children, I think, do appreciate it. I think it, it gets them to relate to the material that you have, have got, and, of course, it is instantaneous. It is there and then. That's that's what is amazing about it. I think maybe if I was younger, I do work on my computer, but certainly not to the extent that the two of you are talking about. Um, Manda, you actually have got now your certificate in um, technology, in information from Boston College. Yes. And you're going to go on and want to become Dr. Mpofu. Yes, I want to start further. IT, because you cannot stop studying computers. Well, obviously, you mm. hooked into it. Hey? There's <laughs> yeah. another message come through. Mandla takes such interest in everyone and is such a true man and cares for everyone. He involves himself, and we enjoy playing around with him. Love, Brendan Cotton. Yeah. And then this one came through from Rabbi um, Barkov. I mean, not Barkov, Rabbi Atzon. Um Now, just let me see where I've put it. Oh, here it is. 
two amazing gentlemen, salt of the earth, who have a deep and sincere passion to serve. That was from Rabbi Afsan. <laughs> and apparently, Tom, you have helped unbelievably with the new complex that we're building at the moment. Then there was another one that I must um, read you. It comes from Anonymous. Nobody chooses to go to Mr. Johnson's office, but one thing all the students know when standing outside his office, you are going to be given a fair chance. Dedicated to the school for so many years, even when he himself battled ill health, Tom Johnson is respected and valued by the students. He has a wicked sense of humor and a positive word for all who pass by as he does his rounds of the school. Truthfully, it's all the things he does that you don't know about that make him so special. Like his end of year project that I found out about per chance, when he, where he distributes all the lost and found that he has collected over the year to various staff and charities. We are honored to have you lead our children and guide them, Mr. Johnson. Thank you. Wow. That's and that, from and anonymous. That's anonymous. That's anonymous. <laughs> Isn't that a lovely message? Absolutely. This message and has come through. Thanks, Mandla okay. and Mr. Johnson, for being great role models. Love, Zach Kadish. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Please keep the messages coming in. You can telegram us on 061-895-1019, or you can SMS us on 34519. Just tell me, Tom, when you get a message like that, well, what, how does it feel for you as a teacher? It's very heartening. Heartening. It's very mm. heartening. It really is. I think many people balk at the whole concept of discipline, but uh, to me it is absolutely essential um, uh, in the running of any organization. How you want to apply it, and it's not just the application of a set code of conduct that that matters here. You must, as far as I'm concerned, never miss an opportunity here for, for learning whether in terms of wrongdoing, that's probably why there's a student there, but to unpack what has gone wrong morally, ethically, and take time to explain, rather than just be punitive, what it was that has gone wrong and how you are going to put it back mm -hmm. in, in, in the right direction. So there's to me, I, I would just underline fairness. Uh, I, I agree fairness. With, with Anonymous mm -hmm. in this one as to how you, you, you're going to apply as some kind of code of conduct to what goes on. You're dealing with young children. Absolutely. Of course they're going to make mistakes. Of course there's going to be mischief. It wouldn't be right if, it, if, if they didn't do it. I certainly did. Okay. Well, there's now, this now message and, now for you. Now try and understand it. <laughs> there's this message also. Mr. Jo also anonymous, by the way. <laughs> Mr. Johnson had a way of making me feel bad when he caught me doing something wrong. He got this disappointed look on his face, and I knew how much he hated suspending a student. So I ended up feeling sorry for him. <laughs> that's obviously someone who was at the school, and that's probably why they remained anonymous. To Maybe you. that person can give me some advice yes. as well. Mandla, then this one came in, also from anonymous. It was the same person who wrote that one for Mr. Johnson. Mandla, each child and parent is made to feel a part of a very special family because of you. Because you know us all, our names, our children's names, our connections, and our lives. Mm -hmm. They are so much richer because you are in it. 
You make sure our kids are safe and you are always there to encourage them and keep them in line. Thank you for your dedication for being tough when you need to be and also for showing encouragement and kindness and sharing a laugh with the community too. Well done for your own achievements. Keep up the high standard. Anonymous. Wow. Thank you to that anonymous. Yeah. Aren't those lovely messages? Mm -hmm. But, you know, to both of you, I think as educators and um, putting Mandel in that uh, category as well, I think to be able to touch the lives of children is one of the most important roles we, we as adults can ever have. To change one child's life. Even just because we recognize the person that they are, the person beyond the behavior, I think that is so incredibly important. How do children react when they when you actually do discipline them, Mandla? What a nice question. Okay, uh, I've got one rule at school. One rule. Everyone knows: no fear, no favor. You can be my friend. When you need to be disciplined, you need to be disciplined. Wonderful. Wow. No fear, no favor. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there are some who will beg. You can see this person really is Back acknowledging. Chat. Yeah. Huh? No, there are some who will, you will see that is acknowledging that is wrong. Oh, yeah. okay. And others that will back chat? Uh, so definitely. You know, <laughs> in every crate of tomato, there's one rotten one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I have to say that, uh, you know, I live down the road from King David, so I find a few rotten uh, driver, <laughs> drivers that I have to get past who are pretty rude in their cars. Mm. So maybe those where the rotten tomatoes are coming from. <laughs> now, going Back to to you, uh, Tom. You are have been here for thirty three years. You've obviously made a lot of friends. Would you ever even contemplate going back to to England to Liverpool? No, not no. So your life is South Africa. No, uh, absolutely. As a South Africa, do you see uh, yourself as a South African yes, or as an immigrant? No. I'm, I'm a South African. And you, Mandla? I support the Springboks. You support? In okay. Every way. And the <laughs> Liverpool and the, yes. and the Springboks and yes. the Proteus. Ab- absolutely. Good for you. And you, Mandla? It's amazing. I love soccer. <laughs> you love soccer? Yeah. Okay. So, every time when South Africa is playing Zimbabwe, I support South Africa. And my friends always ask me, why are you against you? Against your country? I say, there's a lot of story behind that. Uh, I've got future here. Mm. I've got future. And I want to succeed here. So do you see yourself as an immigrant to South Africa? Or do you see yourself as a true South African? I see myself as a true South African because I know everything. I've been here for 20 years. I think looking Mm. at the two of you, because you both come from backgrounds that are outside of South Africa, you've had your own challenges. And let's face it, that... The, even, just moving to new countries, there's a lot of fear involved. Mm-hmm. Will we be accepted? Will we fit in? Will we find work? You know, all that fear that comes with a move like that has to be taken into account. So I think, you know, when I started off by saying that it comes, this determination to succeed comes with a lot of courage. Do you recognize that in yourself, Tom? 
Yes, having gone through a move from from Zimbabwe in 1984, coming south, which was is different from Mandela. I think it's mine. Mine was not a forced move. I felt that there had been a deterioration uh, post uh, the independence in 1980 in Zimbabwe with the collapse of a number of portfolios of law and order, health, education in itself, and I really did fear for the country. And it was a stressful move moving south. I really did identify with the country and loved it. But I did see the potential in South Africa. And again, it's difficult times because I arrived in 1986. It really is apartheid. It's right there. And um, I started up at uh, Capricorn High School up in uh, Petersburg, as it was, and was not exactly enamored with, uh, with, with, with teaching in a very staid TED syllabus. And I observed... Uh, an advert in the newspaper for a geography teacher in Johannesburg, and I felt I'd be better suited moving back into the big city. And uh, I, I came across Mr. Elliot Wolfe. I know him well. <laughs> and um, was enthralled with his particular take on, on, on education and child-centred, and it was very advanced for the time. And, and I've gone to Elliot, and uh, I, I made a move, and I made the right move to, to, to come down here. And, and not easy when you're, when you're moving around. Not. Mandela, on the other hand, um, we're looking at a large number of migrants coming to the country here. Again, a change in economic circumstances up in Zimbabwe, but perhaps more a, a push than, than, than I got through difficult circumstances. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson. I'm back again with my guests, Tom Johnson and Mandla Mampofu. And you can telegram us on 061-895-1019 or SMS us on 34519. Um, the, another message has come through. This message comes from Debbie and Bev for Tom Johnson. He is an absolute mensch who is a man of his word. He is genuine and caring. It is a privilege to have such a man and a brilliant teacher working here at King David. Wow, Tom, that's wonderful. Wonderful culture. Just just tell me, Tom, was it a shock to the system to come into a Jewish day school? I mean, very different uh, as far as discipline and everything is concerned compared to a government school? Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> um, Hi, did, did Mr. Wolf, I know Elliot Wolf well, did he help you actually adjust to the differences? I, yes, I think there was a lot of support given at that particular time from Arnie Olchula, who's yes. the head of the geography department, uh, and Elliot. Um, younger man, young family, coming into a completely different environment. Yes, there was a, a, a lot of understanding of, of, of the differences. Coming from... Um, from Zimbabwe, uh, I think the education system there, perhaps a little bit more structured, controlled, as opposed to, 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 to King David. And King David, children. Uh, <laughs> Very not, not shy in coming forward, <laughs> which is a pleasure in terms right. of, of the classroom uh, uh, atmosphere and, and the vibe that you get going there. They are full of questions. Uh, it's, it's that creativity, it's that energy that, that pulsates through every single classroom. Hmm, that's rather than Rather than the disruptions. Uh, hmm. To me, that was more important. And, so and, did you and, find and, that exciting? I did indeed. I realized so it, it made very much the wrong, right move. It must in, have been challenging up. when they challenged you all the time for it, new and in, more info and everything. It keeps you on your toes. And I'm you sure. have to be well read and, and 
really give the, the right answers. If you've got to research information because you're dealing with intelligent children who are posing searching questions, then, then get it right. And you, Mandla, did you find it a challenge coming to a, a Jewish day school? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, did you know anything about Judaism before you came? Before I came, remember I started as a security guard. Yes. So before I came, I didn't know that they are posting me in Jewish school. But the love I've seen in Jewish schools, I can't leave Jewish schools, really. I just love it. I don't see any, any, any threat there. So nice. So you feel accepted there. That's, that's good to hear. More accepted. More accepted. Hmm. You can see the love I got from the students and the colleagues. So nice. And support. Support is so much. That's fantastic mm. to hear. It really is. Now, there was another message that came through, and this came through. Mandla Mans, I have always been so ins- impressed with how enthusiastic and professional you are with your job at school. I know many students give you a hard time at times and don't always show the respect that you deserve. But just know that I see you and I've always seen you as an integral part of the school. Walking into school in the morning would not have been the same without Mandla being there to greet me with a handshake and encouragement for my day. Carry on doing what you're doing, what you're doing, man's. In this one, Mr. Johnson, sir, as scary as I thought you were when I arrived in high school in grade eight, as the years went on, I got to know you on a personal level and I realized how much you truly cared for and wanted the best for your students. Well, well, which made me feel a lot more at ease. You are very approachable, and I always liked how you would ask about my mother's roses outside our house <laughs> and take note of me whenever I walk past you. You bring a sense of fun and good banter into the school environment, which I think is so important. You're a brilliant leader, and King David is so lucky to have you as the vice deputy head principal. That's from Joshua Jackson from Israel. Okay. (laughs) So Josh thinks a lot of both of you. He really does. He himself was an excellent student mm. leader. He espoused great leadership qualities, and and I'm sure he's most successful these days. Thank you, and a respecting boy ever. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And you know, uh, Mandla, when he said that about uh, some children showing no uh, no respect. I think that goes across the board. There are children who show no respect to any teacher. Mm -hmm. And you are seeing them as individuals, you said, Tom. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you are, you treat them, the child as a person, as not just as their behavior. It's one of understanding. It's understanding what makes them tick. Uh, I'm just listening to what Mandela had to say before. I think he has earned the respect of the children. Because he himself is a great role model, and he he really does drill down into the kids to find out where they're coming from, and they, they they're very much on his side. In the in the same way, I'm in a different position, either in the staff or in in the classroom in in a teaching role, to try and understand the difficulties that the students are actually facing in the learning environment, and to make sure that you get the message across which is clearly understood for their betterment at the end of the day in terms of matric. 
Absolutely. No, I agree with you there. So, you know what, the the goal at the end, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people, a lot of emphasis is now on matric. And uh, there's a lot that's missed because of that drive for matric. Do you do you recognize that? All the time. Mm. All the time. I, I think the opportunity to engage in a, on, on a... Uh, more informal level with the student, let's put it that way, in, in grade 8 and 9, uh, whereby a, a more modern curriculum in the form of the electives that we have developed uh, at King David uh, allows for that opportunity. Mm. It's an opportunity to engage in a slightly different way and in a different style of teaching. At the same time, these electives offer the student the opportunity for choice rather than be prescriptive as mm-hmm. to what it is that you're going to learn. So you're going to get students who will go to different electives and presumably they're working to their strengths and perhaps with an eye to the future as to what their career is. So with the electives, obviously your your teachers have to keep up with the new teaching models all the time then. That's where staff development uh, it comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one has got to continue to read. Uh, I think you've got to be up to speed all the time with the changes in the curriculum. And and in the case of geography, we can go back to that. If we look at some of the contemporary issues that we face and global warming, uh, microplastics in the the environment, we need a clear understanding of what is taking place there and what we're going to do about it. So problem-solving speaks to the root of these kind of things in the Mm -hmm. electives as well. Uh, yes, I'm sure it does. And Mandla, going back to you, you want to study further still. Yes. What, what, when you say you want to become Dr. Mapofu, what, what would you like to do to go towards that? What's your view? Yeah, as I've said about the computers, computers are very, very white. And any uh, computers, is the future. Mm. So I would like to continue studying computers. And then uh, n- nowadays, ev- in every field, even where it is mostly unexpected, it's computers. Mm. Would you mm. like to ultimately teach computers to the students at the school? I'm going to be honest with you. Yes. I don't want to teach. You don't. What I want. You see, I've been given this chance of being a helper. So what I want to do, I want to be a system administrator of the school. Wow, that's great. That's what I want to do, to continue with my job, helping teachers, students with with computers. Wonderful. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, I'm back again, and my guests today are Tom Johnson and Mandla Mapofu, and we've been talking about education and the determination to succeed. And both men sitting opposite me are very courageous men and very dedicated men to their professions, to their their students that are under their care, and to actually making the world a better place. And this comes from Jade and Josh Burson. A message. During our school years at King David Linksfield Primary and High, we got to know Mandla. He knows everyone's names no matter how long they've been at the school and he's aware of what is going on in everyone's lives to give extra moral support and friendship. He always made sure we were representing our school with pride and respect. 
um, and behavior. He has eyes at the back of his head and nothing <laughs> went unnoticed. He is also at Linksfield Shul every Shabbos helping to protect us and standing guard. We are so grateful to Mandler for his absolute dedication, loyalty and commitment. We were elated when Mandler graduated in IT and we wish him continued success and good health. Thank you. That's nice. And then another one has come through. I love Mans. He knows me and my brothers well. Thanks, Mans, for all you do. Does, was there a name on that? No, no name on that. Okay, anonymous. Thank you. That's, that's so nice. Lovely. Now, going into the future. What we, we actually already are beginning to run out of time here. So going back to you for a moment, Tom. What, what would you like to see most of all for the school for the future? What, what are your, your goals as an educator, as a leader at King David? What do you see as your many challenges and as your way forward? Both, isn't it, yeah, It's a great question, isn't it? It really is a, ho- a holistic one here. Is to see, uh, everyone do their absolute best, to be the best that you possibly can in, in every way, whether it be academic, uh, sport, in a cultural sense. And I look back at uh, Greg Hurwitz, who was the uh, HOD of sport, uh, and, and he lived that particular kind of slogan, be the best version of you. In fact, he had it tattooed on the back of uh, of, the of the jackets, and, <laughs> and it promoted a lot of response. You could be in a queue uh, with, with that on. And someone would tap you on the shoulder and tell you that you liked the jacket. But wow, what, a lovely he message. He said, I love the message. Mm. I really do. And it was thought-provoking. And if the, if the children can work in that particular direction, you, we need continually need to encourage them to work to the highest level that they possibly can achieve to their potential. To recognize, rec- recognize for what they, what they are and for what achievements that they, they, they get through. I think we've got to celebrate success at all levels. It's not just the highest achievers. It's the small incremental steps that everybody makes on the journey through high school. So it's actually to to see each person as they can be, and then what's that quote? Then they will become what they should be. And and a holistic person in that, which is just so necessary in today's world. Mandla, what would you like to say? What would you like for for the future? For the future. As the school. Yeah. And uh, pupils. Okay, first of all, for my future, I would like to get involved with the IT for the school. Okay. Yeah. That's my goal for now. And then for the pupils, I like them to get involved in sports. In uh, uh, We've got sports, we've got a uh, cultural in academic right yes so it's those three sports academic cultural yeah and reaching out to the greater community mm. out there yes mm. Mm. i think that's so important it really is the time is going very quickly and um craig has just handed me a a, a, a thing about people of the book we are known as the people of the book we are literary connoisseurs consumers of words and prose shares sharers of ideas in short, we are readers. Chai FM is starting a book club. Would you like to be one of the Chai FM book club readers? You'll receive a book every month to review on the radio for our listening community. 
It's social, it's fun, it's mentally enlightening. We are looking for people with a wide range of reading topics and genres. Get in touch. Email books at chayfm.com. And I actually want to make a, a photo set of this for a book club that's quite interested in it. That's actually, you know, uh, Tom, you wanted to say something? I was going to say, I'll save it for my retirement. Uh, <laughs> you were saying how important it is to read and to keep your mind active. And did you, just going back to your parents for one moment, uh, are your, your parents are both very active, as you say. Are, are they, do they keep their minds busy with computers, with reading? Are they into computers? Yes. Well, my that's mother wonderful. Not. My father at the age of, I think it was 72, enrolled for an O-level course at night school uh, in navigation, <laughs> okay, which is something he had a, <laughs> an interest in, <laughs> being a seaport. And then um, my brother-in-law gave him uh, a laptop. And he again went back to night school to understand how to operate this at a very basic level. Wonderful. So you can email him. So you can you chat know, to you. Isn't that wonderful? At the age of 99. It's quite, wow. quite, quite remarkable. What? that The mind is Absolutely. still very, very active, blessed with reasonably good health. But the faculties are all there, and that's what makes for good quality of life. Absolutely. And uh, just to keep your mind active, what an amazing thing. Mandela, we're about to end. What would you like to say? To the, our listeners out there And to, to me and to Craig and to Tom Okay, first of all I'll start with my mentor, Tom Thank you for everything That you always do That you always advise to me That you, whenever I come to your office And ask an advice, you're always there for me So thank you for hosting me And thank you for making me so famous <laughs> to You the, were famous already Thank you To the Jewish community I love you so much. I love you, Israel. I love you. Please, please keep on loving me. And I promise I'll <laughs> keep on protecting you wherever. And another thing that happened to me now, I'm involved with the show. Yes, that's right. And that we're going to have to keep for another, <laughs> another um, program because we've got to wrap up. They're going to be coming in now for... To read the news Tom I was going to give you an opportunity But I, I thank you so much We will do this again Because there's a lot still to discuss Especially on education and the way forward Thank you both so much for being here today It's been a real privilege for me To have both of you as my guests Thank, thank you for hosting us Thank, thank you, you Craig Thanks thank very you. much Thank you